So we are back, and we are here to discuss on our first podcast of 2020. We're going to be talking about all of the fallout from Wrestle Kingdom 14. We're going to be talking about the AEW New Japan Pro Wrestling Forbidden Door. We're going to be talking about CM Punk and The Miz getting into a Twitter beef. And we're going to preview another busy weekend of wrestling with NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool 2, as well as Impact Hard to Kill. So it is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. To my left is the lovely, the beautiful, the princess of the True Heels herself, Miss Chrissy Love. And to my far left, the returning, and now he is fully healthy. He never gave up, and he is fully in recovery. The Titans, Titans representative himself, Top Guy JJ. Tighten up, bitches! Let's go! I, I listen, I know I'm just gonna say you're welcome in advance to getting them smug ass Patriots out of the playoffs, ending the era of Brady and Belichick, because it's over! It is over! No You're one, welcome. No one thought you would win, guys. Yeah. No one except anybody that donned the baby blue and the red and the navy blue. Tighten up! I think that was just you. I don't care. Tighten <laughs> up! I'm loud enough for all of us. Yes, you are. I agree. Ah, uh, so yes, we got to talk about a uh, lot to get into. But first of all, we go through our... Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It took, you, it took you long enough. No, no, no. Listen, that was, all, that was about the Titans in the beginning. You know, the Titans and how amazing Miss Chrissy looked. You know, I mean, now, you know, we just got to get back down to business. Yeah, you know? back, back to brass tacks and you being the resident True Hill alcoholic, of course, of course. But we're going to go through our True Hill roll call to start off this show, as we always do. We're going to talk about our conversation starters from our True Hills group page, as well as those that's supporting us on our YouTube channel, as well as on social media. Our top three conversation starters on the True Hills group page. Number three, behind three counts, NK. Coming in at number two, the Negro Buck, Nick Jackson. Shouts out to him. He just received his special True, True Hills t-shirt. Okay. Through the mail, finally, <laughs> after him, him being a conversation starter for our 50th episode. And, of course, coming in at number one, the true face of the True Hills group page, Steve Salvage. Steve Salvage, your t-shirt is on the way. If Nick got his, yours is coming shortly. You and- know what? The best, <laughs> comment of the, best comment of the entire show already so far has come from Austin. What do you say? Prediction on True Hill Heat 59. Well, Titans 2420. Over the Ravens on Saturday night. Whoa. Best comment of the show already. Whoa. Whoa. That's uh, quite, wait, that's on, quite the on, pre- bold prediction. Right. Austin doesn't From even Austin. like you. You know what? You know what? He, he has he's come on board because he's thankful that we knocked the goddamn Patriots out. And this is all in the rules because he didn't want the Patriots to pass the Steelers in all-time yeah, championships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ulterior so motive. I get it. No, I get Ulterior the motive. motive. But shit, I'm all on board with the motive if it, if it helps us. Hey, as long as it helps you, right? Selfish. Anyway, a couple of True Hills that we got to shout out. James Wims. We got to shout Our producer didn't like that. We got to also shout out Carlos Navarra, Nick, uh, Steve Knock, Tom Carr, and Brittany Condridge. We got to shout out a couple of our YouTube subscribers. Uh, We we had uh, Random IG, and then uh, BJ Reynoso, Martez uh, R, and Robin Davis, and... What? Maritza R. Maritza R. That's okay. my mom. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Shouts out to, to Romeo's mom. I apologize. Oh, back. Yeah, I apologize oh, for, botching, for botching oh, he, your oh, name. He, he came back. 
Yeah, he he had to he spoke well, up for that. Him, once you offend him, you know, you know. Absolutely. You have to strike, man. You gotta you gotta offend him to speak up. Uh, and a new <laughs> a new show review is coming to our YouTube channel from J News. J News joined us on True Hill Heat over a year ago at the start of 2019. He is a diehard New Japan Pro Wrestling fan, and he's gonna be giving us a special show review for New Japan Pro Wrestling New Year's Dash, and that's gonna be coming to the YouTube channel this week. A big shout out to Joe Kim Morales like we started the show uh, and Mark Adam Haggerty for joining us on True Hill Heat 58 as well as the entire Battle Club Pro family for their one for all show in New Jersey this past Saturday. It was a jam-packed uh, house in New Jersey. It seemed like it was sold out and a, a couple of great matches. Yeah, uh, Jessica Havoc versus Nick Gage and a weapon. Yes, uh, fans yeah. bring your own weapons. Anything New goes match. That was up. crazy. How many weapons did they bring? What did they uh, I saw I saw I saw a door. A door was used at one point. Yes, a, an actual door was used at one point. They used the chairs they actually used fans during this match it was insane it was crazy it was great uh wait, shots... wait, wait, you said they used fans yes they used fans like as they weapons use a, they use like a wrestling fan or an actual like air fan no like a wrestling fan as a weapon wow wait how like, you, can, you, you, can you like elaborate you, you a swing bit? it you swing a fan like a bat and it's, it becomes a weapon that's yes yeah, yes it was crazy it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun and a huge thanks to Jessica Havoc. She did a special interview with uh, one of our contributors to our YouTube channel, Ness from Ness ST. He did a great interview with her. That's going to be up on our YouTube channel coming up this week. As well as Jessica Havoc gave us a huge shout out for our big, big, huge viewing party this Coming Sunday, January 12th at Love Story Bar in Brooklyn, New York. If you're in the tri-state area, you need to join us for Impact Hard to Kill viewing party hosted by us, the True Hill Heat gang, the hosts, and the lovely Miss Chrissy Love will be hosting an all-female podcast. We call it Ladies Revolution True Hill Heat 60, hosted by herself as well as Jenna from the Mixed Tag Show. So are you ready? You're ready to take the reins once again of the True Hill Heat car? I stay ready. What are you talking about? She was born ready. She was born ready. She had yeah. to change her name to Chrissy. And we got to hear from the spotlight in the True Hills. Let's hear from you guys to kick off 2020 before we get into our top news. Chris G says, JJ repping Tannehill Mania. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going with the Tana Thrill Ride. Tana Thrill Ride. Wow. Tannehill Mania doesn't ring a bell for me. I'm just going with the Tana Thrill Ride. Just say thanks. I, 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 he, he, he can't do that. No. He's what? not. He's not a simple man. Wait, wait. He's a, listen, I just shouted out like, good comments and stuff, and Chris, like, that came from Chris. That's my guy. <laughs> like saying thank you is not not our way of you no. know. Okay. Our not, way not of saying way. thanks to each other is sharing a drink. Okay. Not not his way. No problem. Anything else? And Nick Jackson says, "Bring on the alcohol." Absolutely, Nate Jackson. I hope you yeah. are watching with a cup in your hand as well. Salud. Cheers to you. We are we are still celebrating. Happy New Year to We're all still the celebrating Salud. New Year's. Salud. 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 Let's go. Got to get Romeo in here. Yes. for 2020, yes. baby. Absolutely. Bigger and better Drink it in. Let's go. We're going to celebrate a big 2020, and we got to kick off the year. We're going to be talking about Wrestle Kingdom 14. It was two nights for the first time ever in the Tokyo Dome in Tokyo, Japan on January 4th, January 5th, and then we had all of the fallout for New Year's Dash on January 6th. 
But of course, the biggest news coming out of uh, Wrestle Kingdom was Tensuya Naito defeating Jay White on night one, Switchblade Jay White for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship, winning it for a fifth time. And then on night two, in a classic, classic, uh, over 35 minute battle between him and Kazuka Okada, finally, he has defeated Okada at the Tokyo Dome at Wrestle Kingdom for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship on night two on January 5th. And he is the first <laughs> ever double Love IWGP that. champion in New Japan Pro Wrestling history. So, JJ, I know you you and me, we've kind of gone along with this journey with Naito. We were here, uh, I think, just a few days after Wrestle Kingdom 12 when he lost in 2018. So, to now, two years later, him finally defeating Okada and becoming the first ever double champion in New Japan Pro Wrestling. What was your thoughts on that? I, I, I mean, first of all, Wrestle Kingdom 14, phenomenal show. It was a phenomenal show. I mean, the fact that it was, I like, it, all right, two nights. It's like, damn it, it felt 12 hours of content. I was, I was dead tired the I, night two. I, 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 so I, 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 I picked and choose which matches I was going to take a nap for. Right. Like, I'm Godo gonna... versus Kenta, I'm sorry. I watched it later in the day on Sunday, but I right. napped during that match live so I could stay up for the final two matches on the second night. Yeah, and, and, and I like, so it was kind of like bittersweet for me because, yes, I was happy as hell to see Naito finally get something that we've been clamoring for for the better part of two years. But I did want to see the rise of Kota Ibushi. Like, I wanted to see it, but I completely understand it. I completely understand it because Kota can start to get his dominant push by the G1 Climax series, and then it could probably lead to something for even Wrestle Kingdom 15. Like, the journeys for New Japan is second to none, so I don't argue against their decisions. But it just in the moment, what I wanted to see was the rise of, of Kota. Mm -hmm. But seeing Naito finally get that glorified moment to become the first ever IWGP double champion, you, you can't, that was, it was just a phenomenal thing to see. And the show, I mean, like I said, I like the show overall. And great way to start 2020. Thank God, because the shit that we've been getting over the past few weeks in other places, it's okay. <laughs> what is your What was your thoughts on Naito winning the the double title gold? You're more of like a new a newer fan to New right. Japan, more of. I've like, just seen like snippets of it, like highlights. Um, I was mad Jay White, you know. You like, wanted the Switchblade to win? I mean, you know, I like the Switchblade, so you know. You hate the Switchblade? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Switch channel? Wow. See, like, not everybody's a fan of the I Switchblade. See, I he's, see. He's, he's a true heel. But, um, he's I, not I, supposed I'm, to be light. Well, yeah. That's a, this is also true. But um, I'm excited for him. He has two belts, which is really, really cool. Anyone that gets two belts is kind of hot. So. But if you realize, like, both Switchblade and Coda are both still really young in wrestling terms. Yeah. So their time is coming. Right. They're dominant. And you can see it. Like, those are like the guys that's like right underneath The rising star. Yeah, they're, they're, like they're right at the cusp of it. Like, they have already been bought into. They're sold on. Mm -hmm. People believe in their content. That's why they were putting such mega spots for their biggest show of the year. But they're coming. They're coming. What's in the, um, the one, his entrance that he had with the waterfall? What, Okada? Oh, yeah. my God. That's one of the greatest that, big show entrances I've ever seen. And his ring gear? Yeah, the glow-in-the-dark robe, yes. I am a sucker for glow-in-the-dark stuff now, first of all. That's number one. Two, 
I mean, he had the little home, like, what was their budget? Well, I'm just gonna say this. Th- that was- since you since you bring him up, I'm gonna say this because it's been a, a talk ever since Wrestle Kingdom weekend, ever since the two nights. Uh, I think Brian Alvarez of Wrestling Observer, uh, Vinny from Wrestling Observer said it. So I'm gonna join them and I'm gonna join this brigade and I wanna know what you guys think about it. I'm gonna agree with them. After these two nights, after seeing Kazuka Okada go almost 40 minutes with Kota Obushi in one of the best main event matches I've ever Incredible. seen in my life. Incredible. Then the story of the Naito uh, always getting defeated by Okada, always coming up short to Okada. And Okada, just in that matchup, he just showed, okay, I'm very confident. No, he's very hesitant at first. Mm-hmm. Then later on in the matchup, he's very confident because of he's dominated uh, Naito for so long. Then he becomes desperate when he when he when he, like he was going to happen again. When he sees when he sees that Naito is not getting defeated by the usual stuff that he's been beat by, he gets desperate. Then he becomes exhausted. Then he becomes tired. Just the facial expressions of this man. I'm going to say it right here. I'm going to say it right now. True Hill Heat. 59, January 9th, 2020, Kazuko Okada is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of professional wrestling. Like a, like all time? All time. Ric Flair, better than him. Hulk Hogan, better than him. It doesn't matter. Shawn Michaels, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Hiroshi Taihashi. Oh, go in that category. Yes, yes. Oh, he's one of the greats. He's one of the greats. Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock. It oh, doesn't matter. Daniel Bryan does not belong in that category. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. Daniel Bryan does not belong in there. Sorry, I don't give a fuck. That shit does not go in that. DB does not belong right, there. So nope. First of nope. All, I, you can I, say I, everyone else you just said in that category except him. Fuck out of here. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a shit what anybody got to fucking say. No fucking way. Thank wow, you. I, never, I mean, I mean, listen, no fucking way. Listen, you know that, that came from like solar plexus. No, no, that came from like here. You know that part before that part before your lungs starts to spread. That's where it came from. That shit came from here. Well, like, I need to in a list of long list of people that are and great. That, yeah, and you, had, and you absolutely did. He's a I, great professional wrestler. No, I, I, I completely like. I get his point. And I'm 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 gonna call this right now. I do think that with that we need to hot topic this label. That would probably need like its own long segment itself on a whole episode. Yeah, I agree. That's a long debate because that is not something we can answer in the top news section of it. I agree. Nor can but we come who, back to that. who who has had the amount of great matches the, than this man? Not a, Daniel Bryan. You in, cannot put Daniel Bryan. Yes, he has. Ring of Honor. He had great matches. WWE. Right, he had great matches. Way back. Okay, yes, he's had great matches. Yeah, his whole it, career. It, 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 he's it, one of the greats. It's, it's too much, man. It's, it's too much to respond back to because. You're going back to so you're going back to the Ric Flairs, you're going back to the Shawn Michaels, you're going back to the AJ Styles and all the companies that he has been in. It's more of the acquired taste that's your taste, that's your favorite. That's wonderful. But I think one, we need a poll. Second, we need I to agree. respond to all of this. Stuff Literally on the only record. one the only one that makes a legit argument. To you. No, the only one that <laughs> makes will, a No, it's not you. it's not to me legit argument as far as like having the great matches that Okada has had. Having an impact on the business as well as his promotion, See, and, flip and, and, and being able and being able to exude being no. a star is Ric Flair. 
They're legit. That's the only person that you can make a a legitimate, logical argument against Okada. The fact that you name all of these people and the fact that you didn't even say the name of Bret the Hitman Hart. Because Bret the Hart doesn't rank up to Kazuka Okada. That's laughable. You're not not getting the point. Is that you're living in the moment of now when people have been watching wrestling for over 40 years. So the fact Bret Hart never guy, was a draw. You're taking this guy and you're now catap- you've catapulted him over every yes. wrestler that ever existed. Yes, 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 I no did. One, that, that, yes, that, I did. Bret Hart was never a draw. Bret Hart never draw the fucking die. That's not Fuck gonna, him. That's He's never draw a fucking die. You know that's a part of the whole wrestling thing. You know, to be that. the greatest wrestler of all no, time, no, no, you have no, to no, draw. No, you you have to draw. That's simple. Fuck you. You do. You do. You do. Out of your fucking mind. The fact that you could just sit here and just abnormally just dismiss one of the greatest ever because of your opinion? It's not my opinion. He didn't fact. draw. That's a fact. No, no. That's a fact. You're, he never draw. He a, never drew. Uh, he see. never drew. Now, do y'all see what that's I mean? a fact. We need a that's whole, a fact. We need a whole episode. But that's, that's a fact. A, no, no, no. No, no, no. Say no. a fact that goes against that fact. No. When has Bret Hart drawn? So, wait, wait. So, what's WCW, what? WWE, Canadian Stampede. The nigga never drew. Okay, so first of all, he's not a nigga. <laughs> the Canadian, the Kaniga, the Kaniga never drew. And, the Kaniga never so drew. Now, I, I, I have now to. You're considering him now. Now you're bringing numbers into this, like because like, that's a part of the whole spectrum of being the greatest wrestler of all time. Uh, no, the reason no, why no, Hulk, the reason why Hulk Hogan, the reason why Hulk Hogan is the most known wrestler no, is because he was the top draw. No, no, no you it. said you said performer. No, I said no, greatest professional no, wrestler in the history of professional wrestling. To be the greatest professional wrestler in the history of professional wrestling, yes, you have to draw. That's a part of the whole game. You have to talk. You have to exude a star power. You have to draw. You have to have an impact on your business and your company. And Bret Hart never did that. He, I mean, you, you say a fact that goes against so that. Say do, something that goes against Hart that. Has, Bret Hart has never had an impact on the company. Business-wise, not really. Bret Hart carried yeah. the WWF in its worst Years and that's when why he's considered one of the worst draws ever. Years when everybody at, and that's that's why he's considered so one when, of the worst so draws at ever. At the same time, when they lost Hulk Hogan, Macho Man Randy Savage, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, they lost all of their main eventers. And, and wait, 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 who stepped up to do that? Shawn Michaels, Shawn not Michaels Brett. And Brett. Yeah, and not just Brett. Brett. It wasn't just I Brett. Know, it wasn't just Brett. It wasn't just Brett. While Okada. Has been the main one carrying this when? company. That's the difference. That's the that, difference between I Brett mean, and Okada. That's the difference. And oranges now, that, it's not working for me. It's just not working for me as of yet. I'm waiting for a fact to be brought up. Let's go on to the next. I'm waiting for. Let's hear from the spotlight in the True Hills about this. Izzy says Naito deserves that shit. Who better than Naito to fulfill his destino? Absolutely. I agree. Izzy, good call. True Hill Ness says Ibushi is going to turn heel. I can. See, I don't see that. I think it's just he's showing a more aggressive side. And Chris G says SP3 got a point, but that's why I put Austin and Flair over. Austin the biggest draw at the hottest period, and Flair drew worldwide. I don't think Okada has more of a global reach than Ric Flair. I agree. That's why I said I agree with you, Chris. The only one that has a legit argument because he drew for a longer time and he has... 
as many or more great matches than him is Ric Flair. And Ric Flair, can draw it's, people it's, to come it's to Ric come Flair versus, versus Okada to me for the greatest wrestler of all time. But in my eyes, I didn't see Ric Flair really in his prime. When I started watching wrestling, uh, Ric Flair was in his late 30s to his early 40s. He was already going out of his prime. I saw the tail end of his prime into the late stages of his career. While Okada, I am experienced. I saw him go from a guy who was dressed up like the green fucking hornet in TNA. And then 10 years later, he's considered the greatest wrestler of the decade. That like legitimately in sports or in entertainment, the only like progression I've seen that's comparable to Okada going from a bus to one of the greatest wrestlers of all time is Steph Curry going from a bus to changing the NBA. Legit, wow. that's the only comparison that I can see the two. So that's why I say Kazuko Okada, the greatest wrestler of the decade, and quite possibly the greatest wrestler of all time. So we got to talk about more from Wrestle Kingdom. I agree so, to disagree. So. Yeah, exactly. Naito did not get to finish off the night in the Tokyo Dome on night two, uh, being glorious. Yes, it was Kenta. Kenta attacked him at the end of the show uh, to basically set himself up as the first challenger for the double IWGP code. What are your thoughts, uh, JJ? I know you've had mixed feelings as far as Kenta in New Japan from him coming into New Japan and now him being the lead heel going against uh, Tensuya Naito as the new IWGP double champion. What was your thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm still on the fence because I think it's more of just him proving his health for me because it's just that he's been so unreliable health-wise that now he's going to get put into this big role and, and being one of the top heels in the entire company. Now, I've never had a problem with his wrestling ability. I've never had a problem with his persona. I've always just had a problem with somebody that just... Listen, this is a tough place to... This is a tough business. And he has been having some really horrendous luck. So it's been hard to believe and follow somebody that is just in, out, in, out, in, out. He has proven over the past year to remain healthy. So if he can remain healthy, it's easier to now start to follow and believe in him. So his character, I love it. What he's doing, I love it. I'm just hoping that the damn man stays healthy long enough for us to see this through. Mm. That's all I'm asking. That's all I hope for. But other than that, he's been phenomenal. He has definitely proven me wrong for the entire time that he's been in, in New Japan. I mean, honestly, he's gone 0 to 100 from where he was in WWE and 205 Live to where he is in New Japan oh, now. No, so. Don't even bring it up. Well, I'm just saying. Appreciate. Just got to bring it up. <laughs> oh, I, but a couple what, of other... What's his name in WWE? Hideo Atami. I don't oh, even... I, I, I could barely remember it. Uh, so, yes, uh, on night one, Obuchi versus Okada was a classic 39-minute matchup. Probably, I would say, up there one or two for the best matches of the weekend. We had Hiromu Takahashi defeating Will Ospreay to become the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship champion in a fantastic matchup right there. Probably Hiromu versus Osprey or Ibushi versus Okada was the match of the entire Wrestle Kingdom weekend. Chris Jericho defeating Hiroshi Tanahashi closes the AEW Forbidden Door. What do you think about the whole controversy as far as like uh, the AEW championship appearing on Wrestle Kingdom, the whole talks about an AEW uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling partnership, and I now it, about that. and now it's seemingly being closed cool. because Hiroshi Tadahashi basically, he if he won, he would have got a shot at he the lost. AEW championship. Mm. But now that he lost, that door has been closed. What are your thoughts on a potential AEW New Japan partnership, Chrissy? Um, 
Give some more heat to the to the company, I guess. Give 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 it some more oomph that it needs, I guess you want to say. Um, because I feel like the torch is like kind of like dimming on it a little bit on AEW mm-hmm. per se. Um, but let's see. Bring it on. Let's see what happens. Wait, wait and see. I'm, I'm sure that it's going to be uh, interesting over the I'm next... I'm sure they like, with some type of agreement. For the next year, it's going to be a question that's kind of like up in the air. I don't think it's going to happen in the next couple of months. It is going to be a longer story, but I, I was very interested in the fact that the AEW Championship did appear Pure at Wrestle with, Kingdom. I don't know Net on another person's brand, so that was pretty cool. Honestly, and he, he wasn't dressed like his normal, his usual self. He dressed as the paymaker, right? <laughs> Not let's chop you off. Exactly, exactly. So, and and the fact that you know you had Chris Jericho wearing the AEW World Championship. Also earlier in the night, you had uh, no the the night. Uh, yeah, earlier in the night, you had Dragon Lee wearing the ROH TV Championship. Mm. Literally, the commentators made such a big deal about Chris Jericho wearing the AEW Championship. It was like, who are you in a partnership with? Because when uh, Dragon Lee came out with the ROH TV title, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, he's he's also wearing the ROH TV title. That was, that it. was it. That was the only line they had about him wearing that TV title. Chris Jericho. It's Chris Jericho. <laughs> like, there's so much. There's so much less care in this partnership with ROH now. I mean, right. There's no like. It, it's gonna get to the point where no one's gonna say anything. Like there's not. There's no benefits to partner with these guys anymore. It's gonna get to that point, and the door is already open. Mm. The door is already open. The fact that that championship belt appeared on their biggest show of the year, the door is already open. The only thing I just don't like about it, I don't, I, and I'm, I mean, call me one of the minorities on this one, I hate the Young Bucks approach on this. Like, Why? I hate, I, I just hate the passive shit. Like, I, I, I just, yo, dude. What do they do? Just, just maybe, like, bash them or sell them short or something. They're just making, they're just so, like, they're so generic about it. And, and, and that's just, like I said, it's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. It, it just feels like the what, what Chris Jericho is, like, starting and trying to get the fans enticed about it. Like, the Young Bucks aren't bad guys, but they're just dumbing it down so much. Like, they're like, oh, there's nothing open. There's nothing happening. And it just, it just, there are certain things that you want to get revved up for and feel really excited about. And what Chris Jericho said after his title match, or his non-title match with, with the Ace, it was like, all right, something that you might not be too inclined. Like, so I, was, I didn't care too much about the partnership when it first started. But now it's like, yo imagine what can happen with this. Like, imagine what can happen. It's like, oh, nothing's happening. Well, they want to be more transparent being uh, executive vice presidents. They don't want to feed Because Chris Jericho is a performer. He's the champion. Mm-hmm. He has nothing to do with the business side of AEW. That's what he said in his post yeah, yeah. interview. He was like, I'm not a decision maker here. As the Young Bucks are decision makers and they like to have more of a transparent relationship with the fans, they have to. They are now trying to be more honest with the fans. Mm-hmm. So by them trying to, as you say, wrap it up, they would be dishonest to the fans when there really has not been any communication between AEW and New Japan. There hasn't been any talks. Although AEW is happy that Chris Jericho got them exposure by having the AEW Championship presented on Wrestle Kingdom, mm-hmm. they know for a fact no one from New Japan has come contacted them. The only communication has been between uh, Chris Jericho, Rocky Romero from New Japan, to Tony Khan getting the clearance for the AEW Championship mm-hmm. being used in any storyline type of way. There has not been any talks of an actual partnership. It's only was about the AEW Championship being involved in the feud between Jericho and Tadahashi. 
So right. I respect the Young Bucks for being transparent with their fans because honestly, Triple H, Vince McMahon, Court Bauer from MLW, Joe Call from ROH, we don't get that type of transparency on social media from executives in professional wrestling promotions. So I appreciate the Young Bucks letting the veil back and just saying, I'm going to be honest, there is no really door opening. It's it's open, it's closed. I like what Cody said. Cody made it more more honest by saying it's open and then it's closed. It's closed and then it's open. Mm. He was like, me, the Bucks, and Kenny, we have a clause in our contract that says that we can work for New Japan. We've let New Japan know this. New Japan has not called us. Mm. So they put it out in the open. They let it be known. So we know the door is closed for now, but it's cracked at least. Okay. So I'm happy for that, at least. Let's hear from the spotlight and the true eels what you got to say about the New Japan and AEW Forbidden Door. Chris G says the fact the belt is there means New Japan is at least testing the waters for a partnership or straight-up cock-teasing AEW. That's exactly what I got out of it. That's exactly what I got wow. out of it. Like, you really? Got a cock-tease. Cock-tease. And you know what the young bugs did? They just put ice on the balls. Absolutely. Just drink. Just drink. Just Absolutely. Drink <laughs> they like, they like, don't play with, don't, like, don't stop tickling my balls. I'm good. But I'm good. Me, yo, get us excited. Like, what the I'm fuck? Good. Like, oh my, like, don't tickle them. Like shit, man. Don't tickle hey, them wow. if I ain't gonna get in. Shit, man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so we got also talk yo, about. Do we realize that WrestleMania is like only three months away and none of us gives a fuck? I don't. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> they haven't even no. announced it. No matches Seriously? have been teased. Nothing, nothing. The only thing we know for sure, really, at this point, is that more than likely, Roman Reigns will be challenging the Universal Champion, okay. the Fiend Bray Wyatt. Okay. That's it. And, and possibly Shayna Baszler versus Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship. That's all we really know. No one knows this is where... why I'm not rushing down to Tampa, seriously. Like, I would love to be in Florida, but... We'll talk about the Royal Rumble shortly when we get into the WWE news, but... Yeah, I'm going to talk about that yeah, on, on um, there you Sunday go. and there you WrestleMania go. has nothing going on and it's just... It's okay. It's all right. I don't know what's going on with so, that, that uh, brand right now. Also at Wrestle Kingdom, we had uh, John Moxley. He defeated Lance Harcher in a Texas death match on night one and then defeated Juice Robinson uh, to defend Juice. the IWGP United States Championship. So John Moxley is once again the U.S. champion in New Japan Pro Wrestling. But then on night two, after he defeated Juice Robinson, it was the king of professional wrestling, Minoru Suzuki, who confronted John Moxley uh, in a dream match so that all of us have talked about so since John Moxley came to New Japan so Pro Wrestling. So I know you were hyped for that. I was hyped was for that. So what was your thoughts? That was so awesome. Yeah, that was so awesome. It's been and it was, fact, nine, 2019 was John Moxley's and year. And the fact that hot girl Slash summer 20. got put <laughs> that hot girl summer got put down, like it was awesome. Like that was so like it. Yo, there's certain things that is like you don't know how much you want it until you actually she see did. it. <laughs> and seeing Suzuki and Mox is like, yo, who thought of that? It's like, yo, you got like the wrestling minds just really just here. See, that's the nut that I was looking for. You know what I mean? Like, the, the one that I'm not expecting. Yo, what like, the, what, oh, wait, shit. you're talking about tickling balls and nuts? What yo, is yo, going man, on yo, here? Yo, 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 they, he he gets graphic. Then, he you gets know, graphic we got, then, we got, then we got the nut off. You know what I mean? That was, besides all the great matches, that was the moment right there. It was like, holy shit, I can't wait until these two interact again. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. There. Someone send me the link so I can see it. 
that that I'll I'll send it to you right after the show for sure. But that that definitely got me hyped, and we're gonna talk about that shortly. How that's gonna pan out. Uh, a couple other notes from Wrestle Kingdom weekend that I gotta run through very quickly. Goto defeated uh, Kenta for the Never Openweight Championship. Lij Los Inconables de Japón defeated, uh, won the Never Openweight Six Man Tag Team Titles. Uh, Finn Juice defe- uh, defeated God to win the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Titles. Rapongi 3K won the IWGP Junior Tag Titles by defeating the Bullet Club ELP as well as Ishimori. Zack Saber Jr. defeated Sonata to be the only champion to walk out of Wrestle Kingdom weekend with the title that he came in with. And then the final matches of Jushin Thunder Liger was this weekend. I, I am very sad. Honestly, when he did when Hiromu Takahashi defeated him on 9-2, I almost cried a little bit. I was really? like, I'm never gonna see Jushin Thunder Liger, the real life Power Ranger, wrestle again. I, I was very, I was very sad, oh, and wow. and then you could tell the Tokyo <laughs> Dome was very sad as well. Like yeah, they were, all, they got very quiet, they got very sad, they got, they were tearing up. You, well, if you ain't watch it, yo, it's okay. The fact that I called him a Power Ranger like twenty episodes ago, I got heat for it, but now you gonna call him a glorified Power Ranger is like a problem. And now it's all good. I said a real life Power Ranger. But I called him a Power Ranger when I was like, yeah, that's not he's a Power Ranger. No, he's no. He literally is like a Power Ranger. No, to me. no, he's like a his real music, life. he looked like the shit came straight from Saban. Like, it came straight from Saban, the, the fucking cartoon. He looked like he was sent from Zordon to hit all the bad guys. <laughs> Like, you know, he definitely is got a command of robot with Alpha 5. Well, he's a he's more of like a real life Transformers character. He looks like Optimus Prime in the wrestling in the wrestling in the wrestling version. He's a, he's like Optimus Prime in the wrestling version. But I wanted to ask your guys thoughts because uh, you know, the final four for Wrestle Kingdom weekend, it came down to Jay White versus Tensuya Naito, Koto Obushi versus Kajuko Okada. Coming out of Wrestle Kingdom, Uncle Dave Meltzer revealed that it was supposed to be completely different. That if Kenny Omega did not sign with AEW, he was planning on being the IWGP champion going into Wrestle Kingdom this year. He was going to defeat Kazuko Okada at the G1 Supercard in Madison Square Garden last April. And he was going to hold the title all the way to Wrestle Kingdom, where at Wrestle Kingdom, he would have defended the IWGP Heavyweight Championship against his Golden Lover tag team partner, Kota Obushi. And then Okada would have won the IWGP Intercontinental Championship during the year. <laughs> and he would have defended against Sensuyo Naito on night one. And it would have came down to Omega and Naito on night two. Naito was always going to win the double championship gold. But how much sweeter would it have been if Naito would have defeated o- Okada on night one and Omega on night two to become the double champion? This is the partnership that I'm talking about that had the balls being tickled. This is what I'm talking about. And you know what I mean? Like, this, 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 shit, this is the shit that we could have gotten. But now you want to, nothing's open. Nothing's open. Let me shut the fuck up. That door is wide open. As soon as that AEW belt went through that, eight, went through that curtain, the doors have been at least cracked. It's been at least cracked. And we got a glimmer of hope. To seeing, listen, man, yo, I'm tired of WWE being the top goddamn dog. I'm fucking sick and tired of this shit. And the fact that this partnership, this partnership is actually happening, potentially, like, yo, this is like, this is like, yo, when I tell you a threat, a threat is real, real. And you can see WWE trying to step up their content, but they are failing. They're trying their best. They're failing. Where? Where do you see them stepping up at? (laughs) No, no, for the extra advertisement, doing WWE backstage, 
having a shitload of shit thrown. And in your who's face. watching backstage? NXT, That's what apparently a lot of people. One hundred twenty-four thousand people. They're getting a lot. Oh, you got you with that number, man. They wanted to see him punk. That's why. No, CM Punk was that's, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's what I keep trying to I'm watch. Say, but I'm saying is that, yo, I need, yo, they need to feel threatened, yo. And this shit right here will threaten them. Threaten them. And I need to see the threat be real. God damn it. They already feel threatened. You can tell by so. them. They, the, the moves they made at the end of you 2018, can you can already tell they're threatened. So The longer uh, time on, on um, NXT... Uh, the whole Fox push foolishness, like... Just them being on... Uh, NXT being on the USA in general is a sign that they feel... Making it too... Making it, like, mad... Like, come on, You counter-program a promotion that just started last January. <laughs> We're getting there, girl. We're getting there. <laughs> Let's hear from the spotlight in the True Hills about what everything going on in Russell Kingdom before we break down some of the news coming out of there. Can I ask you a quick question? Yeah, of course. What you just said? Of course. How many viewers do you think Dynamite would get if NXT was not airing on Wednesday? They would get a million viewers every million single week. Every least. single week. At least they would get a million viewers Over, every single yeah. week because you have to look at it. Like they already did 900,000 with NXT. They did 900,000 against NXT. Yes. On average, the DVR numbers just recently came out. They average 1.2 million viewers on DVR alone. Wow. Most of that is the 700,000 so like or so viewers that are watching NXT. Right. So like they watch it on it, the DVR. So you combine so. it, they're basically getting damn near 2 million viewers a week. Yeah, if you it combine their DVR yeah, number it, with their number that they do live, they do 2 million. You know, we know we're getting some secret shit going on over here, you know what I mean? I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> behind the scenes stuff going on behind the camera. Um, but yes, let's so, hear from the spotlight the in the True Hills. I, I will get into that very shortly. Okay, run yes, for great. All right, Ness says Omega versus Ibushi at the Tokyo Dome would have gave Dave Meltzer a violent orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Chris said that? Ness. Ness. Oh, Ness. Ness. Yes. Ness and Chris, man. Uh, Chris That's says, actually a Chris comment, but you know, I'm proud right. of Ness. <laughs> Chris says Jushin is the love child of a Thundercats Power Rangers orgy. Wow. wow. That, was, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Like, Anything else? Like anyone that? on new commenting that we can uh, shout out here? Michael Campbell is not uh, very JJ, happy. George wants to know if you think the Oilers will go to the Super Bowl. George Velasquez. Um, I don't know who the fuck the Oilers are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who the fuck the Oilers they, are. The Oilers I guess are, the, the former... The Oilers are not in the fucking playoffs. They're back in Houston, and that team is actually playing the goddamn Kansas City Chiefs next week. So I have no fucking inkling with the Houston Oilers. Go fuck whoever you think the Houston Oilers are. Have no relation to the Tennessee Titans. Tighten up, bitch. We're going against the Baltimore Ravens this Saturday at 15 on CBS. Yeah. Our producer just spit his drink into his eyes. Like, how fucking dare you? Like, we are not here, here. that fucking fake-ass Eiffel Tower that is called the Houston Oilers logo. We are a fucking sword, and we are fucking titans, like and you're going to remember us. <laughs> oh, you're going to bubble in your eyes. The bubble is in your eyes. Oh, my God. That was, that, was, that was awesome. That was great. That was great. Great question there, George Velasquez. Unbelievable. Um, match of the weekend, I, I will leave it up to our YouTube, our YouTube subscribers as well as you in the comments section. It's either between Hiromu Takahashi versus Will Ospreay. Koto Ibushi versus Kazuko Okada, or Kazuko Okada versus Tensuya Naito on night two. 
MVP, I will always leave, I will always leave up to you guys. It's either Okada, Naito, or Liger. You decide in the comments section That's on the YouTube of, channel or Facebook. Yes. Three, I, I go for three. It's Liger's last weekend. Kazuka Okada, the greatest professional wrestler of all time. You heard it here. Yes. Yes, he said I'm, that. I'm waiting for somebody to bring up a fact that goes against Kazuka Okada we being the that. greatest professional wrestler. It's Ric Flair or Kazuka Okada. That's all I will give you. Rick That's Flair. only one. Ric Flair or Kazuka Okada. Ric Flair, man. Like, come right, on. You can't. And then Tetsuya Naito. Tetsuya Naito. Tetsuya Naito became the first ever double IWGP Listen, champion. we're going to get to the point of that. I just said in the argument and discussion, I didn't say the man win, so don't throw conclusions in my mouth. I didn't say anything Because I'm just it. saying, yeah, yeah, you, you do it. Listen, I know a sub when I hear it. Sub. Some bitch. I know a sub when I hear one. And you threw like a big-ass sub just now because you have to throw in the topic yet again after we just went over the shit 20 minutes ago. No, it's okay. And uh, New Japan news. Guy, New Japan, uh, a little bit of other New Japan news. Will Ospreay suffered a heel injury coming out of Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, night one at the Dome did 40,000 uh, 40, in attendance. Night two did 31,000, putting them at 71,000 for Wrestle Kingdom weekend. Well, job well done by New Japan. Next up for New Japan is One New question ja about that. Yes. What is the capacity for the Wrestle Kingdom, for the, for the Tokyo Dome? Well, they, the 40,000 is considered a sellout before the uh, production. You know, it's like similar to like how AEW did with their pay-per-views. On the day of, they open up more seats yeah, to the production. But yeah, forty, back, but back, the forty, the 40,000 was a sellout. Damn, yeah, back-to-back sellouts in a freaking stadium like that. that that's pretty freaking remarkable. It's awesome. Awesome. A lot of people, I think it was like over uh, almost 10,000 was foreigners. Foreigners outside of Japan. Japan. Like... From the UK, from uh, Ireland, as well as United States. Was it Baby States. Seth wonderful? Baby Seth, Baby Seth, Seth is still in. He's still in Japan. We please still. Come we, please he, come he, back. Please come back. We listen, still need he, Baby he, Seth to come back he's to about us. About to celebrate the Japanese New Year over there in a he couple is, of days. He is. He is. He he's gonna stay there. Apparently, they love him out there. <laughs> he's a star out there. I hear. I hear yeah, he's gonna he, perform he, on Dragon. Apparently, Game. he signed a whole lot of autographs over there because he thought he was Seth Rollins that drank a lot of beer. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I, I mean, baby stuff. Like, That's what happens. Next up for New Japan is New Japan Pro Wrestling and CMLL Fantasca Mania 2020 Tour from uh, January 10th to the 20th featuring the CMLL Family Tur Tag Tournament. Uh, after that, it will be New Japan Pro Wrestling New Beginning USA Tour, January 24th in St. Petersburg, Florida, 26th in Nashville, Tennessee, 27th in Durham, North Carolina, and the 30th back in, in Florida, and then they end off the tour February 1st in Atlanta, Georgia. Main events for the final two shows will be Hiroshi Tadahashi and Koto Obushi, the team formerly uh, now known as the Golden Aces. They'll be versing the Gorillas of Destiny on in Florida, and Finjuice will defend the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team titles against G.O.D. in Atlanta, Georgia on February 1st. New Japan Pro Wrestling also announced big matches for their new beginning shows in February. Two shows in Sapporo 
and one big show in Osaka. Uh, the main matches for those shows are Ishii versus Evil and Kodo and Goto versus Shingo for the Never Openweight Championship in Sapporo on February 1st. You got Zack Sabre Jr. versus Will Ospreay for the Rev Pro British Heavyweight Championship, as well as Taishi versus Okada in Sapporo on February 2nd. And then the big show in Osaka it has four big matches. It's going to have Sonata going one on one with Switchblade Jay White. Jay White? Uh, Hiromo Takahashi versus Ryu Lee for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. This match is going to be insane. I saw them live in San Francisco. Hopefully, Hiromo doesn't get his neck broken again. Uh, Minoru Suzuki will go one-on-one with John Moxley for the IWGP US title. And then finally, Kenta will go one-on-one with Tensuya Naito for the double IWGP gold. And that's all in Osaka on February 9th. Let's hear from the spotlight and the true heels. What you guys think about all the big matches for New Japan, everything coming out of Wrestle Kingdom before we get into some WWE news. Trump guy JJ came back from his legal job. He says Okada just produced two back-to-back five-star main events. Okada for MVP. Yes, MVP of all time. Join me, drunk guy. Join me, the greatest professional wrestler of all time. That's going to be the title for this episode. Okada the GOAT. Period. Second most recognizable. I mean, at least exclamation the, point. I mean, I mean, at least the only thing that I got out of this is that it's been established now that drunk guy JJ is the Tyreek of the True Hills. Oh my god. He really is though. Oh like, my god. He, he is ghost. He is ghost. He is Jaquan St. Patrick. No, he's Stop de- it. He's Stop it. He's definitely because that third row money to every single show in the United <laughs> States does not come from the legal job. If he was Tariq, if he was Tariq, he would have been caught by now. That's why he is Jaquan St. Patrick. He is the real life ghost, and he is going for assistant governor. Congratulations, drunk guy JJ, going for assistant governor. He is the running mate for for uh, Lorenz Tate. I mean, oh, I mean, all oh, governor. You know Tate. what? I would definitely vote for him. I would definitely vote for him to become assistant governor because you know what? All alcohol prices would go down. There you go. You're thinking. Now you're thinking. Because we definitely need a lifetime supply of of alcohol. Now you're thinking. WWE news that we got to talk about. This one we got to get into. CM Punk tells Uh. Miz to suck a bloody money Saudi Arabia dick after his uh, Miz mocks uh, his change the culture line at the end of WWE backstage. What was your guys' thoughts on his now deleted tweet? CM Punk kind of getting salty at The Miz for appearing on WWE backstage and mocking his change the culture line. What was your thoughts? CM Punk's not having, he don't got the same steam that he used to. He don't got the same, he don't got the same thing hey, sit back. that he used to. Chill out. That was a whack line. Sit um, back, sit. It, it just was like, huh? Like, all right, yeah, you sound like a fan. Um, that, that, you sound like did, a troll, did son. Absolutely right, nothing when I heard right. it. A mark, yep, there you go. That's the best one, Mark. You're a mark. Because it was like, dude, that shit that we say. Like, we say shit like that. Like, dude, like, what the fuck? Dude, you're, you're supposed to be this cult of personality, CM Punk, and that's just shit. He's been, that, he been gone too long. Like, you know? yeah, you, you, yeah you, you've, been away, you've been away from it for a little bit too long. You got, got, you got fucked up a little bit too much in UFC. You know, you. You, you need somebody to get your attention, motherfucker, because that shit was weak. Well, what, what was your thoughts, Chrissy? Uh, you need to sit down. 
<laughs> a little rusty friend. Because I, I guarantee you right now, because if that was Seth Rollins that shed that shit, oh. everybody would have buried him all yep. the way down to the ground. Yep. This is that Facts. line was whack. Facts. It was but whack. Because of CM Punk. Like, oh, my God. Like, oh, my I'm sorry. God. And whoever thought that shit was popping, pop yourself. Because that shit was whack. Courtney. Okay. How do you feel, friend? I I mean, I mean, he deleted the tweet. I mean, I mean. He deleted the tweet. At least he did that. At least he's not Corey Graves. At least he's not Corey Graves. At least you're taking, like, the the, the, the mendable side on that. Yeah, at least he's not Corey Graves. Corey Graves, Corey Graves legit called out Dave Meltzer for reporting what he tweeted. Time to go a little improv here. So, um, um, just by the sound of your voice, Mm -hmm. from, from the guest that's in the background, can I get an opinion uh, of that of that line that we heard from Mr. CM Punk, sir? What was you, the line again? Just take, line? Just, say it again. just take a voice and use he it. He said he told Miz to suck a blood a blood money Saudi would like Arabian. A, would you dick. like a, a a beverage, sir? Maybe, um, I think we need to go down there and suck on one of them Saudi Arabia blood money <laughs> cocks, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Cocks, if you will. Take that left hand, baby, and stroke the shaft and open that mouth wide, baby. Woo! Thick. It's, it, this is how the sexual tongue, baby, because wow. the worst. The worst. Woo, okay. Basically being told, <laughs> being told by the black American dream, you need to go back to promo school. <laughs> There's a little bit of culture for you, baby. <laughs> he's changing the culture right now. Yeah, he's definitely changing the culture. Shout out to Glenn Ford behind the camera. Absolutely. <laughs> so WWE signs uh, Mercedes Martinez, the the one of the goats of professional wrestling for the woman on the independent scene. Mercedes Martinez was in both May Young Classics, uh, the first one as well as the second one in 2018. And finally, she has signed with WWE. A lot of fans online have- Damn, yes. about fucking time. Oh my God, continue. Like, but Jesus, about time that woman got fucking signed by this company. I'm, I'm happy, I'm happy for her. A lot she of fans- had- Maybe she, 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 she wasn't ready yet. Martinez had WWE written all over her. And that's that's what I wanted to bring up. Because a lot of fans jump to conclusions because the last time they seen Mercedes Martinez was on AEW. She prepared at All Out. She prepared on an AEW Dark episode. AEW did offer Mercedes Martinez a deal with the company. WWE also did uh, offer her a deal with the company. Mercedes Martinez, for the past decade, has wanted to be in WWE. So she chose to go with WWE. A lot of people have been saying, oh, AEW missed out on the boat. Oh, AEW should have signed it. Oh, AEW tried to. Mercedes Martinez made her decision. She made a decision that was best for her. Because not only does she want to wrestle, she wants to eventually become a coach. So the best place for her is in WWE. And not for nothing, y'all, like, yo, no matter what I think or no matter what we think, WWE has a way better women's division right now. Like, and it's not even close. Facts. Like, it's not even close. I plan on speaking about that on Sunday, too. It's not even close. And (laughs) and I'm not talking about WWE Women's Division. I'm talking about Wednesday nights. NXT Women's Division blows AEW's Women's Division out the fucking water. It's not even close. I'm just keeping your same energy of knowing that, obviously, in the WWE. So, it's like WWE's Women's Division in totality is just... 
head and shoulder. I, I don't even think there was a women's match this last night anyway. What for? AEW. Yeah, it was. It was one. It was the worst segment probably in AEW Dynamite history. And then why? That's why we know no one remembers it. Yes. 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 The Nightmare Collective may be the worst act. The, the Nightmare Collective makes Dark Order look like the Bullet Club. I'm wow. just, I just said it. I said it best. That, that right there. What was that? I said, I said the Nightmare Collective makes the Dark Order look like the Bullet Club. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. The Nightmare Collective is fucking awful. Like, Brandy Rose. Brandy Rose, I, I am a yes. fan of yours. I think you're gorgeous. I think you're beautiful. But I hope and you're watching smart. this. I hope you're watching this. You do not have to bury talent to be a heel. You on commentary was the fucking worst thing I have heard out of the last 13, 14 weeks of AEW on TNT. Never commentate a day in your fucking life if you're going to be a heel. Because all you did was bury the talent in the ring, bury the whole entire division, and bury your storyline with Chris Statlander. That was embarrassing. And the fact that you're the chief brand officer for AEW, you should be fired for that. I'm just saying. Oh, oh, I'm just saying. I, I yes, I am bringing. Yes, I am all. I am all about that today. First podcast of 2020. Yes, I am telling it like it is. Brandy Rose, please watch this. This is a message from a dear fan of yours. What Music you? in the background and everything. Yes, is this and Brandy? You can be great at what you do, <laughs> but you gotta stop commentating. And Barry and Talent. No one wants to see you in a wrestling ring. But that doesn't mean you have to bury the talent that actually can perform in the wrestling ring. Chris Statland is better than you. Big Swole is better than you. Akara Shida is better than you. Riho is better than you. Awesome Kong is better than you. Melanie Cruz, the, the <laughs> bitch that you shave the hair in your group, she's better than you. Every single woman in AEW is a better performer than you. Is a better talker than you. Britt Baker is a better dentist than you. You don't do dentistry, but she's a better dentist than you. It doesn't matter what it is. Like, she's better than you. To take out lady downstairs. To take out lady downstairs is better than you. I went to a hibachi grill for Christmas. Grandma Asuka that served me and was the host at that place. She did a better job at her job than you do at your job. Wow. Just saying. Brandy, shut up and look beautiful. Any any closing words, Miss Love? No. None at all. He said it all. You? Brandy. We love how you look. Just end it there. That's it. The worst thing you have ever done was try to create a TV personality. All you became was the black Stephanie McMahon. This is not working. You are killing the product that you're trying to create. Wow. CBO. There's I think she's actually worse than Stephanie great, right now. There's Maybe. a lot of greatness that And is I really, really have like high potential for Brandy, but I don't need Exactly. And remember she was very rusty when she first started. She was horrendous. I don't But she kept she kept going and she got Way better. I don't need a bottle of bubbly when I watch you. <laughs> I need an entire bottle of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Hangman. So I can forget what you said. This, that was the worst thing in the three-month history of AEW. Watch this. Rewatch this. Watch this again. Bury it. Give a eulogy. And never do this again. 
in the Lord of the wrestling gods. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So a couple of other notes from WWE <laughs> news that we got to get back into. Uh, Rhea Ripley will go one-on-one -on -one with Tony Storm officially at WWE Worlds Collide on January 24th in uh, Houston, Texas. Ember Moon, this is a good one. Ember Moon's Achilles injury that she suffered that's going to put her out for the next eight months was revealed to have been suffered, taken place when she was running after Carmella at 24-7 champion. Yes. Not in the ring, not wrestling a match. When she was running after Carmella backstage as 24-7 champion, she tore her Achilles, her Achilles heel. That's hilarious. Uh, no, it's not, it's not hilarious. That's hilarious. It's sad. That's hilarious. Uh, no plans as of yet for an Andrade versus Rey mask versus title match, uh, even though they've been teasing that for the last couple of weeks. What? Yes, I know. What? Why, why does that even... Sources in the WWE. Like we don't know what fucking Rey Mysterio look like by fucking now. Come on now. Sources in the WWE. I don't know. So where's the fucking mask in the first place? But whatever. Hey, you can you can look at him uh, his face on the WCW. Uh, I mean, yeah, you've only got about three years of footage at maskless. You know, you know. There's a whole vault of it. He even um, wore fatigues. Sources in WWE report that the outcome of the Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder fight in February is crucial to if WWE will even book him for WrestleMania. And final news, Brock Lesnar, the WWE champion, will be the number one entrant in the WWE Royal Rumble match in Wrestle at Royal Rumble weekend in Houston, Texas. Your thoughts, Chrissy? Wait, I wait, see that face. Wait, what? Yes, the WWE champion, Brock Lesnar, will be the number one entrant in the Royal Rumble. And Paul Heyman has put out a spoiler. It's a spoiler. It's not a prediction. It's a spoiler that Brock Lesnar will run through the entire field and win the Royal Rumble. Uh, uh, wait. Wait, huh? How's he even in the damn match in the first place? Because he can and he doesn't have any challengers. Nobody ain't seen him since he won that damn belt. He ain't been to work. <laughs> Where you been at? I, like to have a job like that. I want a job just like that and still get fucking paid. Of the month? <laughs> yes, yes, and I still get whatever the fuck I want to show up whenever I feel like it. Like the what if what he's the number one entry? Why? Because he got nothing better to do. But he could barely match do a match for like. So, um, an hour of like 10 minutes is his, his longest match, maybe 15 tops. Yeah. He going to be in there for an hour? Yeah. Doing, so, not, doing what? Hour? <laughs> <laughs> He'll get to number like 15 or so. And, and they're going to get him out? Yeah, so we'll eliminate him. I, I love the fans that have been saying that maybe Kofi will get his revenge and eliminate oh Brock Lesnar from the Royal Rumble. I mean, that would be cute, but no. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't happening. I'm just, not, I'm just gonna warn you. That ain't happening. Listen, Kofi is content with what he is doing right now. God bless him. He is happy. He is being paid, and no one gives a fuck at all. Just got a sweet five year deal. He's what? Money. Like he He's is good. great. He got another belt for another belt. Like yo, Kofi is living the what? He's living his best life. He's good. He He's got sneaker. Like you, come on now. It's good. All the pancakes you can eat. Let's yep. hear from the spotlight and the true hills. He's having the second best hot girl summer right news. now. Absolutely. <laughs> Come on, I just realized something. Yes. This Fury Wilder fight is not until February. Mm-hmm. So what does that so what does that even mean? If they wanted Fury to eliminate Rock in the Rumble, mm. the Rumble comes before the Fury. Yep. 
That's why it won't be Fury eliminating Brock. <laughs> That's why we're not. That's why we didn't really speak about it. At all. <laughs> <laughs> Romeo Anthony Colon says, "Josh Morera, you really gonna let SP3 bury Brandy Rhodes like this?" <laughs> Josh Morera says, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> Josh Morero knows decision. quality, quality Best commentary decision. and great wrestling. I respect Josh so Morero's opinion on wrestling, so I respect the fact that he agrees with me. Um. What the fuck is supposed to happen with Brock coming to the Royal Rumble? Like, yo, when I this is what I this is shit that I mean with WWE trying. Try like when no one trying, gets, like they're trying. With you want to see Brock Lesnar? And yes or no? Doing worse and worse by do like all right. So every Raw participant now does not have a fucking clue of what's to happen now because they've all been basically eliminated from the Royal Rumble. Because now their champion is in the match. <laughs> like, like and, and no one is gonna last in there but thirty seconds with them because he's gonna toss them out because they everybody in the fucking roster has to sell to him. Yep. And he's just gonna be chilling. He's probably gonna have no sweat coming down from him for the Royal Rumble because he's not gonna take any moves. Doesn't he pour water on himself before he has? Oh yeah, out? he comes out. Yeah, he comes yeah. out with water drinks yeah. on him. He's yeah, gonna, exactly. Instead of Triple H drinking the bottle, he just douses the bottle. Yep. Guy. What was this? What? Guy. Um. Yeah, that meant nothing. Um. <laughs> Brock Lesnar in this match is like the worst decision already in a very long year of decisions. That and WWE not for nothing, Royal Rumble should be like. The like, yo, plat- not like, look forward to the Royal Rumble. Yo, the like, this, this what I'm years. saying. Like, the Royal Rumble has, such I like as- the Royal Rumble we went to in right, Philly. That's what I'm saying. That was but, great. But I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. Great. we look forward to the Royal that's Rumble. That's probably Royal top, top five Rumbles top, yeah, ever. Yeah, right. But we've looked forward to this now. Like, what, what are we looking forward I to? I think now? Royal Rumble is so anticipated as like the, the, the show, like, before you get to WrestleMania. Like, it's like, it's, it's, it's starting. It's like the, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's the it's the kickstart to WrestleMania. Right, right. It's the kickstart. Like it's like, it's it's, it's it's this is what's gonna like this is what's gonna set the um set the mood. This is what's gonna set the tone. There we go. Mm-hmm. This is what's supposed to like give us something for what we. Yeah. Right. Yo, tell me but I, don't, I feel nothing. I, I, like, feel, I like I like Brock in the in the Royal Rumble. It's a new way to create no. a challenger for Brock Lesnar. Oh, I I Lord. I understand the fact. Honestly, if they would have made up a challenger for Brock Lesnar for the Royal Rumble, it would have felt empty regardless. At least this is something different. This is something new. It presents a new challenge for Brock Lesnar. It presents a new challenge to, to create a challenger for Brock. He gets to have a comeuppance against somebody. Somebody gets to have a comeuppance against him without him losing. So I like it. Yes. That's just me. Can I say something real quick? Yeah, sure. of course. I like what Paul Heyman said. This is your dream match for Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Anybody that you want to see in the ring against Brock Lesnar, you're going to see it at the Royal Rumble. I like that. I'm calling it right now. This is my first bold prediction no, for 2020. Said, no, it's not your first. You yes, said a lot, a lot of shit so. tonight. No, no, no. This is a prediction. Okay. I said a fact. Kojuko Okada is no, the greatest no, professional wrestler in the history of professional wrestling. That's your fact. That's no one of professional wrestling. I said okay, a fact man. earlier. This is a bold prediction. Matt. Riddle will be the man to defeat Brock Lesnar. He will be the no, he will be the one to eliminate Brock from the Royal Rumble. And I'm gonna say something to piss you off right now. Sick fuck. 
Coming in at number 20 or below, 20, 15 to 20, you're going to hear an infamous gong. <laughs> and that gong is going to eliminate Brock Lesnar from the Royal Rumble in classic WWE fashion. And out of nowhere, The Undertaker is going to have a final championship match in Tampa, Florida. <laughs> Enjoy your trip, guys. The Undertaker <laughs> will go one-on-one with Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship oh at WrestleMania Redemption Match Personified. Dream match. The only reason like, I can't even argue with this shit because WWE is, would, do some, would do some shit like that. So I'm just going to move on. Let's talk about <laughs> AEW news. So Wait, yes. when, when is this now? April 5th? Uh, WrestleMania, yeah. Um, oh but we got to talk Yay, about AEW yeah, that, news. I knew she was just like me in Aries. Beautiful fucking and, people. And, and, yes! and, and Romeo. Fuck yeah. Romeo. Fuck and Romeo. I am the 14th, boo. Fourth. There you go. That's there you go. Oh! We got Aries behind the camera. Aries That's what I'm talking about. Oh, Let's yeah. fucking go. Let's and go. My, and my kids might be Aries. So yes. So AEW news, we got to talk about the ratings. The ratings came out this afternoon about 4.38 p.m. Uh, AEW Dynamite (laughs) for last night did 947,000 viewers. NXT did 721,000 viewers. AEW did 0.36 in the 18 to 49 demo, while NXT did not crack the top 50 in the 18 to 49 demo at 0.19. Uh, AEW gets its 10th victory over a- over NXT in these head-to-head matchups. The scoreboard now for the Wednesday Night Wars reads 10, 3, and 1. One tie, one three tie, wins for NXT, yes, yes. and 10 wins say, one for, for AEW. Woo. Not for nothing. I mean, NAEW, I mean, um, NXT was better last night, but you know. NXT was better, but it was boring. Right? Cause they, I it feel was like fucking, they be, it was fucking. But boring. both of them be like draw, like it's both, like the, this was the weakest week for the Wednesday Night Wars. Both I shows swear, like, were weak. NXT was boring, and AEW had a lot of bad segments. Uh, I would say like the, the middle of. The, I feel like both middle shows be like. The AEW woman segment was probably the worst segment in AEW Dynamite history. Uh, The 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 Dynamite AEW women's division division is trash in itself. Well, you got to save some of that for Sunday. You're gonna go in on on Sunday. I'll I'll leave your rant for Sunday. Okay. Uh, Christopher Daniels versus Sammy Guevara was kind of a weak match with the interference at the end. And, but other than that, it was a good to solid show for AEW. NXT had a really good matchup with the Fatal 4-Way main event to yes, end the show yes, for the yes, number yes, one yes, contendership. Yes, yes. It had a pretty good matchup to start the show with the six-woman uh, tag team match. Everything else was fucking boring, including the most boring Undisputed Era match in the history of Undisputed Era with Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby oh, Fish bitch. versus Gallus. Gallus... Please, dear God, I hope they lose the NXT UK tag team titles this week. Because they are fucking I, I, boring. I was about to say, <laughs> not for nothing, I was like, what, who, what, why, who are they? Like, they have no potential, like, nothing draws me to them. They Sorry. can't play, they can't play baby faces, that's for sure. They played the baby faces in that match, and that whole match was boring and too long. That's what I would say. 
Do you see how normal SP becomes when we stop talking about The Undertaker? <laughs> well, let's see JJ's face when I say Kazuko Okada, the greatest professional wrestler of all time. Of all time. The use, the, the use of the AEW title what at Wrestle Kingdom like was, a, was approved by Tony Khan following a pitch from Le Champion, Chris Jericho, and, NW, and New Japan Pro Wrestling commentator Rocky Romero. As of now, there are no further talks in regards to a partnership with New Japan and AEW uh, from the AEW side. Reports from AEW has said that Tony Khan is considered the driving force for the creative. So a lot of people have been asking questions that maybe AEW needs a creative team, maybe not. I don't know. But Tony Khan is the driving force for the company, playing the role of Vince McMahon being the deciding factor for most storylines with AEW. ROH News... Eight, uh, top Guy JJ's favorite topic. ROH announces that Supercard of Honor will return for Wrestle, WrestleMania weekend in Tampa. <laughs> Jeff Cobb. Please come back. <laughs> Jeff Cobb is no longer under contract for ROH. He is now working per date with the company, and ROH has officially re signed Dragon Lee, the current ROH World Television Champion, and ROH World Champion PCO is finalizing a deal to re sign with the company. Holy shit! Uh, NWA. We'll, we'll get to it very shortly. I just want to finish off the news. Yeah, MLW and right, in, in NWA news. NWA announces a new show called Girl Power that's coming soon to their YouTube channel. Scott Steiner appears on NWA Power as the third man for Team Aldis that will verse Team Morton in a few okay. weeks with He's special stipulations. He's done with ROH. Showtime. <laughs> Showtime. Big news. Showtime is actually interested in MLW. They're interested what? in picking up MLW oh, and having them on Showtime. And Mark Adam at or Mark Hat Adam Haggerty, our co-host for True Hill Heat 58. He has officially signed with MLW, and he will be their current ring announcer coming forward for MLW Zero Hour, as well as all the other shows for MLW this year. Congratulations to Mark Adam Haggerty. No one deserves it better. He was one of our best co-hosts that we ever had for True Hill Heat, so we're very happy to announce that. Let's hear anything from the spotlight and the True Hills, including that uh, that comment that you laughed at so much. I can't wait to hear this comeback, boy. Uh, Jason Michael Campbell says, SB3, I think you need to get off of Okada's dick. Mm. Wow. Mm. Jason Michael Campbell, <laughs> what fucking Okada match have you ever seen in your fucking life? <laughs> You're a WWE mark. You said your favorite wrestler is Triple H. You, you've never fucking seen a match with Kazuka Okada. You have no right to say that. No right. Yo, this is like the first time that JJ has not yelled at anyone all day. It's only been SP3. The whole show. Triple H, huh? We've been on the show. We've been recording since like after 8. He's yelled at like five it's people so far. Where it came from and who it was directed to. <laughs> that shit was classic. You moron. Anyway, uh, let's, hear from, let's hear from more from the spotlight in the True Hills. Oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> All right, Nick Jackson says solid match till the Nightmare family got involved and they've done a terrible job 
of booking Rio as champion. Absolutely. I agree with that. Chris G says, if Matt Riddle eliminates Brock Lesnar, he's getting higher than Eiffel Tower's sex in his honor. <laughs> great, great analogy. Great analogy, Chris. I love your joints and jabroni analogies. Ah, so we got to get into what's next. <sighs> <laughs> NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool is this coming Sunday. It's a special start like out time. out of nowhere. Yes. What special... the fuck? Yo, yo, they have nothing fucking better to fucking do, I swear. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Frank. Go ahead. A special start time of 12 p.m. noon Eastern. <laughs> no, who's watching that at 12? Like, okay. You got nothing. You, you off on Sundays, girl. No. You know? I, I have a busy Sunday this Sunday. Thank you, boss. Well, you can watch it on your phone. No. No? Not, you don't have the WWE Network on I watch Network it later. I have it on my phone. I, okay. I mean, you can watch it on demand. It's, it's cool, too. It's, it's okay. All right. So, WWE uh, NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool is a great card that they got coming up uh, this Sunday. From from the bottom to the top, we got to start with Trent Seven going one-on-one with Eddie Dennis. Eddie Dennis made his return to uh, NXT UK after his feud with uh, Dave Mastiff, and he's been targeting Trent Seven, uh, targeting him for the last couple of weeks. Who you think is going to win? Trent, uh, Eddie Dennis is the current Progress World Champion. Trent Seven is a pioneer for NXT UK, considered one of the founding fathers. Who you got, top guy, JJ? Yeah. <laughs> so you didn't have to repeat the match? You can read it. It's right in front of me. Oh, you, <laughs> wait, oh, you actually went, wait, wait. So you actually went from bottom to top? Yeah, that's oh, so you that. actually went in an order. Okay, I'm proud of you for that. <laughs> I, mean, I always go in order. You I mean, just no, never no, no, pay you, attention. You, 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 you be, just you, never you, pay you, attention. You, no, you, let's be you, honest here. You, you never pay attention. To you, no. you never pay attention. You drink too much, Wait, and you to never you, pay attention. No, to you, I don't pay attention to it. I always do bottom to top. Actually, ask ask baby Seth because he does pay attention. Well, that's what she said. <laughs> yeah. Also true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Cheers. <laughs> I, on that note, I'm, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Eddie Dennis on this match. That's probably going to go Trent Seven's way, but I'm going to go with Eddie Dennis. That's what I have. I have Mr. Seven. I'm going to agree with Top Guy JJ for a rare occasion, and I'm going to go with Eddie Dennis. Who you got? Tyler Bate going one-on-one with Jordan Devlin. This has been building up for the last couple of weeks. Jordan Devlin is considered the ace. He calls himself the Irish ace of NXT UK. Tyler Bate is the first ever NXT UK champion, and Jordan Devlin wants to defeat him to prove that he deserves a shot at the title. So you got Bate versus Devlin. Chrissy Love, start us off. Um, Mr. Devlin. Probably won't win, but whatever. Who you got, JJ? This, I'm calling right now, is going to be the best match of the card. I agree with I, you. This is going to be the best match of the night. I'm going to go with Tyler Bate in a thriller. But I'm, this is going to be, to me, the best match of the night right here. Pure wrestling, this is going to be the best work rate of any matchup on the card. Yes. This is going to be the best matchup any any match on the card. Probably any match on Sunday because Sunday has two big shows. Probably Bate versus Devlin is going to be the best work match. I'm going to agree with Chrissy Love and I'm going to go with the Irish ace, Jordan Devlin. I feel like this is a big win that he needs. Tyler Bate does need a bounce back win after be, uh, after losing at the last takeover, but I feel like Devlin needs this win a little bit more. This match is probably going to steal. Yeah, this match is probably going to steal the show though. That's why I said Bate versus Devlin was the best work match, but this match is going to steal the show for the uh, for the NXT UK Tag Team Championships. 
in a ladder match, first time ever in NXT UK, is going to be the Grizzle Young Veterans versus Imperium versus Flash Morgan, Webster, and Mark Andrews versus the NXT UK Tag Team Champions, Gallus, Mark Coffey, and Wolfgang. Who you got in this fatal four-way match? I'll start off with you, Chrissy Love. Oof, <laughs> Um, <laughs> this just sound overwhelming. Yeah, I'm. I'm just wow. Uh, shit. Um. Damn, this is hard. And it's a ladder match. I too? mean, do you want me to pick while you're? Yes, thinking? please. You thinking yes, over? please do that. Uh, I'm gonna go with. I feel. I'm on. I'm, I feel like a big change is happening, but I'm gonna go with the Imperium. Mm. I'm going to go with the Imperium on this match. Good pick. Who you got, Chrissy? I like factions having the gold. True. Very true. I'm going to I'm gonna actually agree, agree. with uh, yeah. Top Guy JJ. Yes. I'm going to go with the Imperium The faction. Here. They got to, yeah. Imperium uh, definitely impressed me because they got a decent match out of Forgotten Sons. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who can get a decent match out of Forgotten Sons, they impressed me. They impressed me. Yeah, wow. Like, he's just, like, full of... Yes, fact. I'm sorry, the Forgotten Sons is the Trash. worst act Trash. in all of Trash. NXT. Very forgettable. Trash. It's all of NXT. They're WWE jobber level. Legit, legit, our producer can confirm this. I sent it to a group chat that WWE put out an alert before NXT went live. And they was like, check out NXT. We got Undisputed Era versus Gallus and Imperium versus Forgotten Sons. And I was like... That's not the way to get people to watch NXT by promoting the Forgotten Sons. It's not the way. Because I'm not going to watch when you say the Forgotten Sons. <laughs> and their, gonna be on and this their leader is Gunnar. And it wasn't a bad match. It Gunner. wasn't a bad match. Imperium pressed me, so I'm going with Imperium. Uh, NXT UK Women's Championship is on the line. It's going to be Kaylee Ray defending against Tony Storm. And yes, the greatest, oh. the greatest match in professional wrestling both cheeks of Tony Storm. Yes, Okada and Omega, as I call it. Uh, Tony Storm and versus Piper Nevin in a triple threat match. Who you got? Chrissy Love, I'll start off with you. Uh, Tony. You going with Tony? Tony to regain the title? Who you got, top guy, JJ? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I feel as if I'm going to go with Kaylee Ray to retain her championship. It's going to be a really, really good match, and this is going to give, I think, Piper Nevin a lot of exposure that she has been deserving to have for a long time, but I think Kaylee actually comes out on top. I'm going to go with Piper in this one. I'm going to go with Piper mm -hmm. Nevin to get the big victory here and win, win. the, the win. UK Women's Championship. I want to lean towards Ky Kaylee Ray because I feel like her reign can go a little bit longer, but I feel like Piper Nevin needs this type of spotlight and that we need to have a Tony Storm versus Piper Nevin matchup for the NXT UK Women's Championship, either WrestleMania weekend or for the next NXT UK TakeOver. I feel like that's the big matchup for the NXT UK Women's Division. So finally, it's the main event. WWE UK Championship is on the line as the champion, Volta, will defend against the leader <laughs> of Gallus, Joe Coffey. Uh, Who you got? Uh... Gallus versus Imperium. Joe Coffey, he's the man that got the shot at the NXT UK uh, Championship. 
back at uh, NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool 1. So he gets his second ever title shot. This is a big opportunity for I'm, him. I'm going to go He's, with him. You're going to go with Joe Coffey? <coughs> That's a bold pick. Bold prediction. I like it. Who you got, top guy, JJ? I do like when he come out. He just just stands there and just you know. Right. Definitely was not a prediction. That was a spoiler. There's no fucking way the NXT UK Championship is going to be represented by anybody else other than Volta. Yes, I'm, I'm sick of people calling him Walter. His name is Volta. Volta. Pronounce his name right. Yes, he is Volta. Volta will defend the WWE UK Championship successfully yes, this summer. Thank you. Absolutely. A little glass of the bubbly. Volta. <laughs> Volta. And after that, after we enjoy NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool 2 on Sunday... Later on in the night, if you're not in Dallas, Texas, enjoying the show live, you can join us in Brooklyn, New York at Love Story Bar for Impact Wrestling Hard to Kill this Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, January 12th. We're going to go from bottom to top on this card as well. First off, we got Madman Fulton going one-on-one with UFC Hall of Famer Ken Shamrock. This is coming off the heels of Madman Fulton attacking Ken Shamrock, Ken Shamrock. laying him out, choke slamming him onto the concrete floor back at the uh, back in New York City mm-hmm. a couple of months back. Who you got? Madman Fulton of OVE versus Ken Shamrock. Who? Uh, what? Is pissing me off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Top guy JJ, match? choose one. It's one match. I mean, who Ken is this? Match? I mean, Ken Shamrock <laughs> is definitely going to go over in this match. Right. I mean, he's definitely going to go over in this one. But don't just saying this card is pissing me off already. But go ahead. Ken Shamrock for sure. I I don't get it, but whatever. I'm going to go with Ken Shamrock as well. He lost that Bound for Glory to Moose, so I don't see him losing again here. And speaking of Moose, you got one-on-one. Moose will go against (laughs) Rhino. Rhino versus Moose. This comes off the heels of uh, Moose making fun of Rhino for his loss against RVD a couple of weeks back on Impact. They had a back-and-forth backstage uh, during the episode of Impact, which leads to this match. Who you got, Top Guy JJ? Son! After all the hard work Moose has put in in 2019, he got the fucking match against Rhino? Rhino? Dude has been the biggest jobber in professional wrestling for the last (laughs) decade. And and Moose, yo, a a match Rhino? Fucking Rhino? No! No! I swear to God. I'm going to lose all faith in Impact Wrestling if Moose even looks like he's going to lose to Rhino. So you go with Moose. Who you got, Chrissy? I'm going with Moose. I'm going to agree. We're across the board. Moose, I think our producer has something to add to this. How often, how often do you get a match where it's one animal versus another? Exactly. I agree <laughs> with you. First, I can't. I don't know. Yo, if he's an animal versus a dead animal. This animal's fucking dead. Mooses? Not all mooses are dead. 
No, but all rhinos are dead. Them motherfuckers are extinct. No, I went to the Bronx Zoo the other day, and there was a rhino right that there. That was so. mechanically driven. No, it was it was a real one. I that shit was it. steroid pumped and mechanically driven. Nah, I didn't touch it. I'm not going to touch a rhino. That's that shit would have electrocuted jazz. But no, no, it was an actual rhino. I saw an actual moose. I saw them both at the Bronx Zoo. And that so. rhino was old as fuck. <laughs> Probably hey. the last one around. Not as old as this one, but hey, teach yourself. Mm. Anyway, you got another one-on-one match. It's going to be Brian Cage going up against the new Rob hey, Van Dam. Rob Van Dam. No, Rob Van Dam is like 60, son. Yes. Like, well, Rob Van Dam is upset with the current professional wrestling world. He so feels like he feels like all these new wrestlers are just stealing his moves. They're just stealing his moves. And Brian Cage is another victim of that. So who you got, Chrissy Love? Brian Cage versus RVD. Oh, God. I don't think Rob Van Dam deserves it, but I feel like he's going to win, though. Sounds about right. Who you got, JJ? This card is sound real like trash. I've only been through three matches. Brian Cage better annihilate this fuck face. Like first of all, he's gonna come into the first of all, he's gonna come into the match high as fuck again. I agree because he can't perform in a, like he's yo he some dude come on like, man just give it up man <laughs> like yo you were known for your your crazy athleticism and your high flying and all this stuff and dude it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't look right anymore it just doesn't look right no more you're done hey just give it a like just come like, I'm and, then, gonna, and then one of the best young dead. talents in Brian Cage. Has got to be subjected to this shit. I'm going to go with Brian Cage in this one, but yeah, and probably RVD wins. But Call Your Shot trophy match. This is uh, Eddie Edwards is defending his Call Your Shot trophy that he won back at Bound for Glory. Uh, he won a six-way match that led to him winning a Call Your Shot trophy, which means that he can choose a time and a place to get any shot at any Impact Wrestling Championship. He will defend wow. the trophy against wow. Michael Elgin. This is going to be a great matchup. Who you got, top guy, JJ? All right. All right. We're finally getting somewhere with this card. Like, we're getting somewhere. Like, this is going to be a really good match, but I do think that Michael Elgin needs to get that impact push that, I that say, is coming. I my pick, Elgin. I'm going with Michael Elgin on this one. I'm going with, okay, I'm going with him. No. Sorry, well, we're almost done. All right. <laughs> Chrissy, make a pick from the, loud, from the loudspeaker. We're almost done. Who are we picking? Okay, fine. Yeah, we're almost done. Okay. <laughs> That's what he meant. Who <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got? Elgin versus Edwards. I told you Elgin. He's she's taking Elgin. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Eddie Edwards. Elgin got a victory in a three way matchup against Cage and Edwards, which set up this matchup. So I feel like Eddie Edwards is gonna get his win back here. Impact Tag Team Championship is on the line. We got <laughs> the North defending against Ritzwan and Willie Mack. This has been weeks uh, coming ever since uh, Willie Mack and Rizwan won a fatal four-way to become the number one contenders. The North has been playing mind games with Willie Mack, basically telling them that Rizwan is the star of the team and he could be a star in his own, a potential world champion, while Willie Mack has been basically riding his coattails. So the North has been getting in the head of Willie Mack. What do you see is going to happen here? The North versus Willie Mack and Rizwan. Who you got, Chrissy? I got the North. You got the North Nothing getting the victory here. Yes. Who you got, JJ? So I'm only going with two championships changing on this entire night. And I'm definitely going to go with Black Excellence to win this one here. So I'm, I'm going to go with the Mac and, 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 and you know, Miss Swan. You know, because you can't handle this. Uh, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with them to, to actually 
pull up what is going to be considered an upset. I also got two championships changing hands on Sunday, but this is not one of them. I feel like the North are going to get the victory here with Willie Mack turning on Rizwan. Okay. Who you got? Imp Impact, <laughs> Impact Knockouts Championship is on the line. Taya Valkyrie, the longest reigning Impact Knockouts Champion in history, will defend in a triple threat match against Jordan Grace as well as ODB. Who you got? Chrissy Luck. Um... ODB. ODB becoming a five-time knockouts champion? See. Okay. Who you got? JJ. I mean, I, I, I've made part of our prediction so far, so I'm definitely going with Taya Valkyrie retaining her women's championship, which is probably not going to be that great of a match, honestly. <laughs> I, I feel like this is going to be a solid Damn. match. It's not going to be great in any means. I think ODB is going to stop that That's from being exactly great. That's exactly why. Yes. ODB is in the match. Yes. But I believe Jordy Grace will get the victory here and become the new knockout champion. Impact X Division Championship is on the line. We have Ace Austin defending against Trey from the Rascals. This is uh, coming up weeks. Uh, Trey won a six-pack challenge to become the number one contender for the X Division Championship. Uh, Ace Austin, who had been targeting before this Eddie Edwards' wife with a t-shirt that said, Ace Austin 316, I just banged your wife. Ah. Now he's been targeting Trey's mom. He's uh, flirting with her in her in the uh, front row of the of Impact in New York City. He's even uh, tried to come on to her in a hotel room. Ace Austin versus Trey. Who you got? Trey's got a lot of momentum after Ace Austin tried to come at his I mom. Got Ace. You got Ace in got this one. She's going with the Ace to get the victory. Who you got, JJ? All right, so I don't know much about either one of these guys, but I'm just telling you, I'm not picking a wrestler by the name of just Trey. <laughs> his name Trey Miguel. Right, right, like I'm Trey. Two first names? <laughs> How much creativity is into that? Your name is Trey, but I'm a champion. No, dub. Ace Austin wins. I agree with Top Guy JJ. I'm going with Ace Austin. Not all the other stuff, but I agree with his pick. <laughs> Ace Austin gets the victory here. Trey. I agree with the logic. But this one is the match that we are all going to be coming out to Dallas, Texas to see the show live or coming out to Brooklyn, New York at Love Story for our viewing party to see this one matchup. It's for the Impact World Heavyweight Championship. It's going to be Sammy Callahan of OVE defending against his arch nemesis, Tessa Blanchard. This has been going on for months. It was back last summer. Sammy Callahan started targeting Tessa Blanchard. Tessa Blanchard started fighting against the men, and Sammy Callahan viewed himself as the only person who would treat Tessa like a man. He would punch her in the face. He hit her with bats. He attacked her. OVE attacked her, jumped her uh, on a roof of the impact zone, uh, in the ring, outside. Uh, it didn't matter. Tessa Blanchard uh, lost to Sammy Callahan back at Slammiversary in a one-on-one -on -one matchup in the main event, a first-time ever intergender match in the main event of Slammiversary. He then defeated her to become the number one contender for the Impact World Heavyweight Championship back in October. And then Sammy Callahan defeated Brian Cage on the first ever Impact Wrestling on Access TV, which led to Cecil Blanchard winning the championship challenge, where she defeated Brian Cage, Rizwan, Moose, Daga, among others, in a in a six-pack challenge herself to get this one-on-one -on -one matchup with Sammy Callahan. This is Tessa Blanchard making history, becoming the first woman to vie for a world championship on a pay-per-view in the main event. First time ever. The whole reason we're having an all-female podcast this coming Sunday. So, will Tessa 
make history. Will she become the first <sighs> ever female Impact Wrestling World Champion? You want my answer? You want my, you want my answer now? Or you want me to wait till Sunday? I will, uh, Chrissy. You, for that's you, fair. for you, I think that's, that's fair. fair. You that's can fair. save your 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 answer to that yeah. question to this matchup for Sunday with you and Jenna live yes. at the Love Story. Because we're so, going to speak, we're going to speak about a whole lot about it. So yes, so I'll top guy, Sunday. top guy, JJ. Who you got? Tessa versus Sam. I think this is unfortunate for Sammy Callahan because I think he would have been a great champion. But I think for Impact Wrestling, it's like you got to strike while it's hot. You got to strike while it's hot. Tessa Blanchard, besides Charlotte Flair, is the best women's wrestler alive. You got to capitalize on the moment when you have it, and this is the moment. It has to be Tessa Blanchard winning the Impact Championship. She has to do it here because she will probably never get a shot at it again. Have to close my mouth, right? <laughs> um, I'm gonna agree with Top Guy JJ. There's honestly nothing that I can argue against it. Like this is the time to strike while the iron is hot. Tessa Blanchard, she won our True Heels Year End Awards for the Best Female Wrestler of 2019. She was my 2019 Best Female Wrestler. She was many of people's Best Female Wrestler of 2019 because of how much she made an impact on. Basically, intergender wrestling, wrestling against men, as well as being a former knockouts champion. So this is the natural progression. She is the face of Impact Wrestling. She is the draw for Impact Wrestling. And the whole reason that we're having a whole viewing party for this pay-per-view. Like Top Guy JJ said, not a, not all the matches on this card is pay-per-view quality right. or something that you're looking forward to. But this is the one match that everybody will come out to Dallas, Texas to see it live. Any viewing parties around the world. And we'll be at, in Brooklyn at Love Story for our viewing party. So I am going to go with Tessa Blanchard to make history and to become the first female to win the Impact World Championship. So Spotlight True Heels, what do you guys think about this Jam Pack weekend? What do you guys think about NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool 2 as well as Impact Card to Kill? And who's coming out to Love Story this Sunday in Brooklyn to see the viewing party live? Me, I'll be there. You'll be there? Nice. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you're all hosting the damn thing, so I, I would hope that you can Anything from the comments, uh, Romeo, our great producer. Okay, we got a lot of comments about both pay-per-views. Uh, Nick, Jackson, Nick Jackson says it's going for Baby Fowler, a.k.a. Devlin. John Paul Martin says Eddie Dennis and Devlin need to win. It gives Dennis more visibility. Devlin creates a fresh matchup. Yeah, that's cool. Smart wrestling mind. Drunk guy JJ says Imperium winning will uh, go good for them facing Undisputed Era at Worlds Collide. Mm-hmm. I agree. Chris G says the best part about RVD is he gets to get high with his two girlfriends. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He's got a whole family. He's got two Absolutely. girlfriends. Absolutely. He got two girlfriends at home. And I will not read his other comment about comparing Rhino's score to Charlotte Flair's. <laughs> Stupid comment. Actually, that will not get wrecked. Actually, Charlotte Flair's spear is a whole lot better than Rhino's last. Oh game. come on, come on. The gore, the gore is the greatest did, spear did of you all see time. His last gore. No, That's what he's talking about. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen anything. Some no. real old man shit. Well, that it is Charlotte. I don't know. <laughs> wow. Hey, teach us what? What? Teach us on. I oh guess. Oh my god. What? I don't know. Ah, so we got to plug our lineup for this week. Right now on our YouTube channel, you can see the latest 
edition of SmackDown with the Lynches. So, yeah, they were reviewing the January 3rd, 2020 edition of WWE SmackDown. Chrissy Love, like, anything you want to tell them? Maybe about the ending? Oh, my God. <laughs> that is probably my favorite show of the entire True Hippie series. Romeo, uh, R- Romeo Report is actually a very, very close second. Romeo Report is definitely our, our most popular I mean, along with SmackDown with the list. cannot be family. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the whole ending was like, it, it was... A... Sorry, I don't have adorable children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we haven't had... We haven't been, we haven't been Listen, able to create I the mean... two specimens that she has in between <laughs> yet. We haven't done that yet. But, you know... You they, they, the they, fact that my son knew how to make the cards go like this, I'm like, where did you learn that from? I don't know. And he's and I, and he, like, he's making it rain. I'm like, like what? what? They steal the show and her reaction steals the <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It's like a dual whip. Please send us merch. We'll gladly wear whatever you send us. So Exactly. Families we had on white tees on Sunday. I mean, you got you to gotta, um, send sizes and stuff. Okay. We'll put, Hit us in the I, comment section. Yes. We'll give you comp- we'll give you sizes medium for men. Uh, myself, if it's a men's size, I will smalls. If it's females, medium. Kids, uh, large and a small. So there you go. There you go. All right. Anything else from the spotlight in the true hills? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Ron Williams says regarding Tessa versus Sammy. I don't want to see that shit. Oh. Everyone is not a fan of that intergender fighting. Bull. <laughs> Who said Shit shouldn't even be allowed. Shit is a stupid idea. Ron Williams with the heated opinion. Mm. Okay. He's, right. he's, he felt strongly about that so, shit. He don't want to see that bull. So if, you know so, what? So, you know, so if, if, if Tessa beats the man, does that make her the man? That makes her the man. That makes but, her the man. But you know what? You know Officially. What? Like, I get what Ron is saying. But there, it's like you, you get to a point where there's a, a person that makes it believable. Tessa Blanchard makes it feel believable. Like, she's that tough. Like, you can see it. It's like, I, I, I've not seen anybody else. Let me see fucking Carmella or Mandy Rose or, or Rio or Brandy. I would be like, this, this is a this dog shit. <laughs> this is straight dog shit. That's what I'm going to say to him. Yeah, is that if you end up getting in a wrestling ring with Tessa Blanchard, she would manhandle your ass and you won't even have to sell it. Maybe she'll take your opinion. You won't even have to sell it. Like, you got to understand that there's some people that is that rare in talent and being that rare of a specimen is that it actually can be done. The only other women in the sport of professional wrestling right now that can probably do that would be a Charlotte Flair. Mm. Or possibly Shayna Baszler. Or Nyla Rose. Possibly, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean. <laughs> listen, listen. I you mean, can't I mean, say. She's you been can't. on both sides. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ronda. But, but, Ronda. But, I mean, our Lord and Savior. Ronda trying to create babies right USC now. USC Hall of oh Famer. Oh, my God. Why, Romeo? Right why? But what I'm saying uh, is that there's so certain, certain ones. There's certain ones that, that makes it believable. So there's, there's that line, but Tessa is beyond it. Charlotte is beyond it. Shayna is beyond it. There's, pe- there's ladies that are crossing the threshold to make it look like it will definitely be super competitive on both sides. There's no Andy Kaufman in this, uh, in this 
I agree with that. That is the best explanation that I can give to you. Any comeback besides that, I'm telling you, you're going to get thrashed. You can also check out on our YouTube channel <laughs> our latest joints and jabronis, Going Raw with Drunk Guy JJ, and my top my top 10 whoa, matches whoa, whoa. of, 20, no, of no, 2019. No, 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 no. What happened? <laughs> this comments just get funnier, funnier. No, no. Go ahead, go ahead, read it. Stop, read it. Okay, read it. Stop. My man Chris, I'm telling you, when we get together, margaritas on me, I swear to God. So my man Chris said, Paul Williams must get beat at home by his wife. <laughs> 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 Yo, if you don't comment by the end of the show, that comment is either true or it stings like hell. <laughs> wow. Jesus. Anyway, uh, yes, my top ten, <laughs> my top ten matches of 2019 is up on our YouTube channel as well. We have uh, up tomorrow will be my top ten wrestlers of the decade from 2010 oh to 2019. God. And yes, we already know who's number one. You know who's number one. And I will return with more news for you this coming weekend with the return of the three count with SP3. I don't know. Don't ask. Don't ask. And don't forget, this Sunday we are... This is for my boys. I love you. That was in the Fantasy Football League (laughs) of 2019 of FTK International. (laughs) Where I have defeated the man behind the camera, which had the greatest record in fantasy history of Ali. And this guy is the champion. Of the world! But yes, this Sunday, we will be back with True True Hill Heat 60, Ladies Revolution, hosted by Miss Chrissy Love and Mixed Tag Show's own Jenna Bebe. They're talking about everything ladies wrestling and previewing Impact Hard to Kill with Sammy Callahan versus Tessa Blanchard. Facebook, you can follow the True Hills group page as well as True Hill Heat. Like and follow our page on there. The Spotlight, you can support and like the Spotlight page as well as the Pro Wrestling Spotlight. Support Dirt Sheet Radio, which is by our admin for the True Hill Heat page, Jonathan Escudero, as well as Battle Club Pro on Facebook Mm -hmm. as well as Twitter and Instagram. On Twitter, you can follow us at True Hill Heat. Instagram, also True Hill Heat. Me, I'm at True Hill underscore Epic SP3. Chrissy Love, where can they find you on the social media? Uh, you can find me at the Sensation Miss Chrissy Love underscore on IG or Chrissy Love underscore and on Facebook and Twitter. Chop Guy JJ. Uh, Instagram, you can find me at True Hill underscore Top Guy JJ and simply at Facebook, I am Justin Johnson. So easy to find me. That's Very common name. name. Absolutely. And YouTube, subscribe to the <laughs> Wait, True Hill Heat. Subscribe to the True Hill Heat YouTube channel as well as Toxic Talk, Battle Club Pro, and Jimmy Macaram for my power reviews. The new season is available when now. When are you doing episode, the next episode? We do it right here, actually. I see that. Where? That's, that's easy for me to get to. I well, need maybe, to be at episode two. Maybe, maybe next Monday. We'll, uh, I'll call you. I'll let Please. you know. 
iTunes, SoundCloud, Anchor, Follow True Hill Heat, Toxic Talk, as well as the Four Quarters you Podcast. Still do that show? So, until next Sunday, yes, I do. Yeah, until this coming Sunday, January 12th, live from Love Story, hosted by Miss Chrissy Love, True Hill Heat 60, signing off for True Hill Heat 59. I'm t- I, that's Top Guy JJ, <laughs> Miss Chrissy Love. I'm the True Hill Phenom SP3, signing off until next time. He's finally admitted that he wants to be.